Hey metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions, meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email agelessarttattooandpiercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Hey, it's Jeff McNichol down here at Mom's Music, 1900 Melwood Avenue. I was just thinking, when I was a kid, the magic was at Frankfurt Avenue, the Mom's Music at Frankfurt Avenue, and I used to beg people to get a ride down there just to hang out with the guys and see all the cool gear. Now that I'm the owner of this store, it's like a dream come true. We're recreating the magic with the vibe that we used to have at the old store. We're carrying all the gear that you're going to possibly want. We're giving you the outstanding service and personal attention that you deserve. Yeah, so we've got the great guitar shop here. We're carrying USA Fender, USA Gibson, Paul Reed Smith, Gretsch, Jackson, Charvel, anything you could possibly want. We're going to have it for you. Mom's is and always will be Louisville's music store. Tuning into the Metal Forge, I am Mark Jackson and I am your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at metalforgeradio at gmail.com or visit the website metalforgeradio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. Thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of the Metal Forge. My name is Mark Jackson and I am your host. Wow. We're already in November. I can't believe that. That's insane. This year has, like, flown by. Crazy, like, flown by. But today, I have Sisters Memon, black metal by way of London, England, and Poland. Super cool. I love talking to people in other countries on the show here just to get an idea of what their scene, their independent metal music is like. Just because it's awesome. Because I know how America is. You know, we've got a, a real tight knit metal community across the country and, and into Canada and stuff like that. It's super rad. But November, yeah, we're already in November, so it's going to be an awesome month. Because not only do I have this black metal of Sisters Bemen on today, I have Traveler coming on next week. The week after that, I'm going to have Fallen Void, and then it's Black Friday. And Black Friday is going to be my 150th episode. 150 episodes. That's absolutely crazy to me. Because 150 shows right now. That's wow. 
I mean, that's a feat. I, you know, going back, starting this at, at WCHQ, I was not expecting it to, you know, I mean, obviously it was a, it was a weekly thing, you know, and I was doing it, but I didn't expect, you know, to keep a number count of the show. I just figured, you know, I'm on the radio, I'm going to do it. And now doing it as the podcast. Wow. 150 shows. That's, that's epic. To me, that's epic. But yeah, this is totally cool to me. So I have a special guest for the 150th episode. It's Black Friday, so let's go with Black Tusk. That's right, Atlanta, Georgia's own Black Tusk will be on the Metal Forge for Black Friday. I know you're going to want to tune into that. Awesome. Let's continue here. I don't have much to say. One of the things I want to bring up, I don't bring it up that often anymore, but I do want to today. Please like, share, and subscribe to all of the Metal Forge uh, social media pages, if you have not already. They're all branded Metal Forge Radio, whether it's on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Please like, share, and subscribe. Show the support. Get the posts out there to show the upcoming guests. Because Facebook's algorithms and in now Instagram's algorithms, where if you try to promote your own brand on their site, they really kind of screw you on your reach. It, it, it really sucks, and I appreciate all that you all do already. So if you could please share and subscribe and like everything and just show it to your friends and your families and whoever would be interested in the Metal Forge, that would be super rad of you. And one other thing, I don't usually ask you to do this, but anywhere you can rate and review the podcast, I know on iTunes you can do that. If you could please rate and review, even if one star, five stars, Wrestling Steve says, whatever you feel is worth, please rate and review wherever you can. You know, if it's a one star show, tell me why it's a one star show. If it's a five star show, please tell me why it's a five star show. But yes, please rate and review wherever you can. And please share and subscribe wherever you can as well. And if for some reason you're feeling generous during this time of year, there is always the Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash metalforgeradio as well. If you want to go in and drop some money in the bucket, it does accept one-time donations. That would be super rad of you. And I'd even give you a shout-out here. And I've done that plenty of times before. Thank you all so much, seriously. Down below, there are links to the sponsors. And without you guys supporting them, they can't support the Metal Forge either. And I am so grateful that you all do help these businesses. Whether you're listening to their podcast, you're buying instruments from them, you're going and getting tattoos, you're going to the Discogs page. Thank you all so much, and continue to please support all of these guys. You know, Ageless Art, Tattoo and Piercing, Mom's Music, Maxwell's House of Music, Better Days Records, Unchained Tapes, Mercenary Press, The Wrestling Steve Show, The Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast, The It's Gonna Get Weird Podcast. Keep supporting those guys, because every bit helps us at the Metal Forge, and it helps them too. Also, making sure you all uh, click on the Spotify playlists as well. You get to hear all of the previous uh, bands that have been on the show, and you'll be supporting those people as well, too. Thank you all. Let's go ahead and get into some Sisters Mem in here. This is Amputate the Limbs of the Goddess.
All right, Metalheads, this is a treat today because I'm going across the pond. I'm going to be speaking with Martin from Sisters Memon, uh, and they're kind of a joint band. They're they're based out of the UK and Poland. Martin, how you doing today? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me on the show, you know? Definitely. Dude, how is London right now? London's all right. London's, um, it was rainy, so it's the, it's the weather I kind of prefer. Um, I like it when it's kind of gloomy and grey so um but it's, it was brightening up but i think hopefully it should get gloomy again so yeah the gloominess it kind of lends a a little aspect into the writing process i'm sure um yeah i've kind of always been like that though i've never really been a summer person so for me yeah it's kind of natural i suppose the weather as well uh here and it's kind of adds to it um yeah definitely adds to that atmosphere to the music and i suppose natalia I always, I get it as well. I always tend to write better music in, in the fall and winter. And I don't know if it's just because it's just the style that I do that it lends to it, but I can get it. I can get behind it for sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of the stuff that was written in the summer anyway, some of this, I mean, I was writing all through this year. So even on the heat wave that we had here, I was still writing stuff that was the same. So, you know, so I suppose inside my head, I was imagining all this kind of stuff, but you know, but it's kind of a natural. All process. the gloom and doom. Yeah, it's that, you know, I mean, you know, it's like walking around in, in the 80s with headphones on, listening to Bathory in a heat wave with sunglasses on. It's, it's, it's still the same as walking around when it's snowing with Bathory on the headphones but the, back then. So, you know, it's not, but there's it, something about the gloomy weather that, that helps it, you know, definitely. For sure. Now, the only thing that I have to ask if, you know, if you're doing this, and you're and you're wearing the uh, the headset in out in the heat wave. Are you still mm. rocking the leather jacket in the heat wave? Uh, I still rock the leather jacket. I mean, I've got like tinnitus in one ear, so I haven't worn headphones for about for a long time since about 2004. But I still wear them when I'm recording on one ear. But uh, yeah, I've never had the pleasure of um, walking around with even a Sisters Memon album on my headphones, and that's just. That's the way it goes. That's the way. That's what happens when you hit old age, you know. Oh, these ab- sort of things. Absolutely. So, tell us about Sisters Memon. The Sisters Memon was a name that I had about a decade ago, and I I was going to kind of do some. I did start writing some music for it, but I just never went through with it. So, ten years later, eleven years later, I um yeah decided to write something and to do something late last year, uh, in December. So I thought, okay, well I'll write some music. I just experiment and just see what would happen. And yeah, this all this music started coming out. And I wanted to look for a female vocalist, predominantly for the band, not for not a male vocalist. Did find somebody who wanted to try out, but she just didn't really cut it and um yeah, then found Natalia on um on Instagram and then sent her a couple of tracks and then she sent the vocal back and I was really astounded, yeah, blown away by how good she was. So then we just kept working together and then we just uh we eventually just wrote an album and then started writing more and more and more. So that's how the band started really. Definitely. And your most recent release came out on October thirteenth. Here just a, uh, just a few weeks ago. Yeah, it come out on, uh, a, it was a joint release, uh, from Plague Demon Records and Blasphemous Creations of Hell Records. Um, and yeah, it was a debut album. I mean, it seems, feels a bit old now because it, we kind of 
finished that album just before around the summertime or just before the summer so um we was already starting to write the second album and now we're almost on the fifth album so we've wrote so much material but um so yeah that come out and it's had some really good reviews it's been really positive you know i've been really surprised i wasn't sure how people were gonna take to it even the black metal community but yeah we've received a lot of positive reviews so it's great you know that's always been something that's interesting to me and being a musician myself I always wonder about other musicians and how they can come up with so much material in what I would yeah. consider a short amount of time. And obviously inspiration and, and such is what it is. Yeah. But like, yeah, talking to so many people and because of production. This, mm. uh, during this time period, whether, you know, if you're getting something done on vinyl, you're a year out. And, yeah. you know, stuff like that. And I guess Ooh. it's interesting to, to see how other people do it. Because for me, Ooh. I've got to, I've got to really get behind a group of songs and, yeah. and just really dedicate the time to it. And right. it, it's, it's interesting because I, I wish I could write a lot of material in a short amount of time. Yeah, it's just, I, I just think because the, there's so many, I suppose, not really influences, I call them more inspirations, you know, uh, to write. So there's, there's a lot there. There's a lot of stuff going on that just sort of just comes out in the music naturally and it sort of naturally progresses. And I suppose maybe that's the age I am because I write all the music in Sisters Memon. And I think that, um, you know, I've always liked bands that experiment. I've always liked bands that, um, I've got the balls to kind of do something where it would probably normally polarize their fan base. And, you know, Kelly Frost did that with Into the Pandemonium. And when that came out in 1987, I was 17 when I bought that. I loved it straight away because I loved it because it was different and it was, there was going out on a limb to just do something completely different than any other band from that kind of genre of music. And that was really impressive for me. And it was impressive where people were like, what the hell? Why are they doing a hip hop track? Why are they doing a, why are they opening the album with a cover of a band that's not even a metal band? But I thought, how good is that? I, you know, they can mix that with the usual Celtic Frost stuff and, some kind of oriental middle eastern kind of strings and all this stuff they had on there it's amazing you know and then they did cold lake which was awful but i just think they bands that sort of do that are great you know bands do it now it's a very different thing now people don't really bat an eyelid but back in the 80s it was a big thing Definitely. when the band was a you know fresh metal black metal band and suddenly they've changed not like metallica changed but like the way celtic frost changed for the better in that way you know and um i just wish they kept going on that road but they didn't and uh, it would have been great if they kept experimenting all the time but um so we, we're like that even though the music would always be aggressive it always have that feel to it but we like to do something different as well even this early on you know it was always planned right to do that and, you know and even the debut album is not particularly like that there's a few moments like that but it's pretty much a standard going through it you know the early songs that we've wrote all on one album and you know we presented it like that as a debut because that's the best thing to do you know people do that with their debut albums and we're the same definitely and then we wanted to leave the different stuff until after you know you know you talk about the uh the celtic frost stuff where they did what they did and in yes. in my day of doing that it would be like roots from sepultura yeah, I mean, I, I really like that. I like Roots, KSAD, but I'd always go back to Morbid Visions. And, right, as do I. Know, the, yeah, the Split album and not even Schizophrenia. I wasn't even that keen on that. But then first two records, the Split album they did, which was the second one, and that Morbid Visions, yeah, 
brilliant you know it sounds even better now than when i bought it back in the 80s and um but you know beneath the remains was great you know they got more polished uh but yeah bands change it's that that change thing we're even using a lot of tribal sounds but not really in the same way as sepulchre used them and i'm a drummer uh before i'm a guitarist or keyboard player so for me you know the rhythm comes from more like an african uh influence in the music uh rhythmically you know definitely uh, where i think that yeah, I think that um, Sepultura's was slightly different than that, if I remember rightly, you know. So that's part of the uh, the music that we do, yeah, to keep on experimenting. Definitely. Since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground from the graves of all those unholy, and they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this. Soul Grinder Zine, an independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground. Available in both print and digital formats, they're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today. Not only do they do the zine, but they also do compilation CDs. Check them out at facebook.com slash soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. Hey everybody, let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. That's unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com. Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code METALFORGE to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. All right, so now we've got Natalia coming into the Metal Forge, the vocalist for Sisters Memon. This is interesting because it's like you guys are like a, you're from London and she's from Poland. Natalia, yeah. how are you doing? Hi, thank you. You doing all right today? Yeah, yeah. Martin here was telling me about the genesis of Sisters Memon and how you met on Instagram and decided to to get together and team up and record some songs. Yes, that's true. That's true. With that, tell me from your side, your perspective of it, how just what you were exactly looking for. Uh, I was uh, lonely. If you ask about uh, music episode, and I just uh, was looking for someone to 
cooperation, but uh, not for really, really. I mean, I was like, okay, I'm looking around, but I uh, will not do anything. <laughs> uh, but uh, Daniel found me, and uh, now I can be open, and uh, I'm ready to create some uh, black metal music, because for the first time it was uh, hard for me to to singing about uh, something with uh, music that i didn't create but uh, now it's uh, one of the best things i can do in my free time definitely an interesting point here that you guys have never met in person no, we never met. We will do, but we haven't met See, before. That's awesome to me because I, I spoke with a guy about a year ago, actually a little over a year ago, and he had the similar situation happen where he was making music with a guy. He was in London also and was making music yeah. with a guy in Phoenix, Arizona. Mm, and mm. they had never met either, and their time difference from mm. London to Phoenix is like a 10-hour difference. Okay. And they would get on Messenger and Zoom and do video meetings and stuff like that, and I just think that's yeah. super cool to mm. to just be in a band and do awesome mm. stuff and be able to have somebody in either another country or city or anything. Yeah, I think it's a good... It's, it's, it's interesting the way we do things, you know. Uh, but we will meet. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be great to meet. I think because we, you know, she does her thing in Poland. I do the music here and she does the vocals there and it comes together and, and, and yeah, makes Sisters Memon, you know. And we got a lot of music that, so much music in common, you know. Uh, and that's a good thing. We met on that, that basis, whether it be Bathory or Burzum or Venom or, you know, Hellhammer coming across all this stuff so we've got a lot there and also you know we like different music apart from metal so we're really open with stuff you know um see it works really well that way you know but we'd never play live because it would, wouldn't work live i wouldn't think it would work at all live it would it would but it wouldn't but we want to keep it kind of quite mysterious you know um you know a lot of great bands like Despel amiga uh Burzum and all this stuff they never played live so you know Definitely. Burzum couldn't play, you know. Yeah. Bathory as well. So, you know, I think it's a good thing uh, that we do just keep it as a musical studio thing, you know, keep the mysticism there, you know. Right. You know the vision that you want. And once you start incorporating live musicians into that, you know, it mm. might be one of those things that'd be extremely hard to achieve. And not only just mm. from a performance standpoint, but I'm sure you have yeah. a vision of if you did do something live that you would want yeah. want it to look a certain way. And that's even hard to achieve these days. Yeah, it's just, I mean, you know, what's ain't kind of sewed, sewed that up, you know, because, you know, I went to see them, for, I only saw them once 10, 10, 11 years ago, and they're amazing. They got that stage show, like Mayhem has, and, you know, you got to have that stage show at the end of the day. you got to have something to go with it. And, you know, for us, I just think we, we want to keep that mystical side to the band and the mystery of it, you know, and I think that's interesting to do that. I mean, you know, to make a living out of it will be a lot harder because we're not, you know, we've got merchandise that, the, you know, Play Demon have for us. and But still, you know, playing live doing that's where you make your living. 
but for us, it's an it's a passion. It's an interest. That's why we do the band. You know, not to be not to make loads of money. You know, we want to do the band because we're interested in music. You know, first and foremost. Definitely. Now, with this, this is a digital release, correct? Uh, no, it's physical release. You actually have physical copies as well. Yeah, physical copies. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I'm going to have yeah. to pick it up. Now, is it CD, cassette? Uh, are you doing CD? Okay, so it's you're doing CD. CDs. Now, it's CD, yeah. are you planning on doing vinyl at any time? Uh, it was, I was speaking about it, yeah, to do vinyl. Uh, maybe the next album, possibly, uh, on vinyl, because uh, the cover's going to be quite controversial, so it'd be good to have it on vinyl you know, so people can see it better other than CD. Absolutely. That's the plan anyway. That's the plan to have vinyl as well as CD. Definitely. Is there currently any kind of uh, release date for the second album? I know you just put one out a couple of weeks ago, but yeah, do you you actually have an idea? It'd probably be maybe like May next year, June, something like that, because the cover art will take a while to do. So once that's done, and then yeah, it would come out. But um, So I'm kind of we recorded it, but we're kind of con- reconstructing parts of it and bits and pieces, you know, and maybe putting even newer songs on the second album to, you know, because they're really good, the new tracks. So we want to, we want to showcase a lot of kind of styles. We want to make it different than the first album. I know Natalia wants that as well. So we want to make it a bit different than the first one because there's a lot of progression in the band, you know? Absolutely. When you guys are writing together, uh, mm. Obviously, Martin, you do the the music. Now, Natalia, yeah. do you write all your lyric parts? Uh, it depends. Sometimes. I mean, in the first album, uh, it was a little bit uh, different because some of the lyrics uh, was made by Daniels and some of them was uh, made by me. Uh, no, that was the uh, first time when we just uh, thinking about music and starts to do something. And uh, I think Daniels uh, didn't want uh, me to create some uh, lyrics. <laughs> but now, uh, oh, well. trust me. <laughs> Did I say that? I'm not sure. No, I just wanted to write lyrics because of the concepts of the band in the first place. Um, uh, and that was what we did, you know, because the concept was a little bit different than the usual kind of black metal band. It was coming from a bit more of a ferocious place. And, um, yeah, I was intent on, on having that stamping on the band, you know, on its identity and not a band being, um, you know, about the forest, the moon and all this kind of stuff, which is really not the concepts of Sisters Memon. So we were coming from a different angle. Um, and a lot of the lyrics were based around that different angle, so to speak, you know. Right. Yeah, you know, um, we had a vision of uh, this this whole masterpiece, and uh, he didn't know that I'm crazy woman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> about Satan. I, <laughs> <laughs> I knew she was crazy. I knew she was a crazy witch who goes out to the forest <laughs> and records her. Because in the early the stuff on the album, a lot of the vocals she recorded in the forest. Which is amazing on, and, but she's got a professional setup now. But I was thinking it's great. She goes out into the forest of the bulls, which is very black metal, uh, to do. And she got a great sound out there, actually. Amazing sound. When I come to mix it, it was flawless sound. Yeah. Very, very good. Um, so yeah, it just, 
you know, we our concept's different, you know, than a lot of black metal bands. So I suppose we may get a lot of people disliking us, maybe, I don't know, in the black metal community because of the concept is a lot more different and more reality-based in I suppose reality based depending on what you believe in but um yeah we were coming at it at a different angle so I wanted Black Mills to be ferocious and it was always kind of some of the lyrics were always a bit I don't know I love nature like anybody else but I'm this band's not about that. So for me, it was all about, you know, it's kind of this nature. It's like a kind of hippie nature exercise. And I was like, you know, this band's not about that. This band's about kind of violence. You know, that's the intent of this band. It's an extreme band. So black metal is an extreme genre of music. So it should, I always thought it should be extreme, you know? Definitely. See if I'm listening to Burzum. I listen to Burzum and all this stuff's gone on the outside of it. I don't agree with his politics at all. But I love the music. I love the first four albums. And we both, me and Natalia, love the first four albums. But uh, the lyrics are all just Dungeons and Dragons. You know, it's just, the lyrics are just, they're not rubbish, you know, he's, but still it's, I want something that's ferocious. I don't want Dungeons and Dragons. I want something that's brutality, you know. Um, and yeah, I'm not yeah. getting that in the lyrics, you know. Yeah. So I want to do a band where that's a part of it at the end of the day. That's a whole, a whole part of it. And, you know, so that's that's why I did the band in the first place, you know, because I Definitely. wanted to hear a band like that. And there, there wasn't one, <laughs> but there is now. I think it it fills a void there because, see, I'm not a big Burzum Mayhem fan. Yeah. And I think mostly because politically. Of on, course. Definitely politically on Burzum. It's one of those things that it's like, yeah, mm. I really, because of the the attitude behind him, I can't just listen. But yeah, you know, just, and you all doing something different. Yeah. I'm getting more and more into black metal and things like that. It's it mm. it's taken it's mm. taken me a while. Okay. Okay. So um yeah, some people I mean, you know, it's it's a difficult thing for people sometimes, you either really like it or not, but you know, I liked it on the first wave of black metal. The reason I liked it so much is because I was a teenager. And I was 13 years old or 12 or 13, 14 years old. And the thing with back then was all the bands were different. So they were all completely different. So you couldn't really compare a Burz, sorry, Burzum record. You couldn't compare a Celtic Frost record. Creator, Hellhammer, Sodom, Destruction, Venom, Bathory. They all sound different. Iron Angel as well. Great band. They all sound different. All individual, but you go to the second wave of black metal and they all sound kind of similar. They sound more similar than the first wave. I do like the second wave, I like the third wave and some of the other stuff, but I just go back to the nostalgic roots of that early stuff because it's different. It's all different. And uh, I really like that idea where it's very different. Um, and bands are finding their feet and they're, they're new to... Everything's new, you know? By the time of the 90s started with the second wave, everything's been done. And they created this different music. I mean, all respect to them, they created this amazing sound in, in Scandinavia, especially in Norway, that was amazing. I mean, that, it's out of this world, some of it. But a lot of it I didn't like. Right. I just thought a lot of it sounded all the same. It was uh, like generic, like another band that sounds like this, you know? Well, I think so, that... Sorry to interrupt, but I think that second wave where it all did sound similar is because they were all within a peer group from each other. They They, was, they was, yeah. You know, they were all into that. They were all around each other and they were all friends or they all knew, knew each other. So I think that's that's, right. a, that's what lends to the similarity in the second wave yeah. of black metal. Yeah, 
and then they branched out a lot more. I mean, with Burzum, yeah, I mean, the politics I don't agree with at all, or completely anti his politics, but I just like the music, you know, first and foremost. And there's so many bands you could possibly listen to. A friend of mine said this not long ago. You could be listening to a band, a pop band that you'd like, and they've probably, they've probably got someone in the band who's got bad politics, but you'd never know. Right. You know, but obviously with, with Burzum, we, everybody knows, I suppose, what's going on with all that. And, um, but yeah, I just think their first four albums, especially the third album, I really like that a lot because it's just, there's something different about it. I was never a big Mayhem fan, but I like some of the stuff I like a lot. And, you know, that Emperor album in the Nightside Eclipse, probably one of the greatest albums that come out of that, that era and that music, you know, um, cause it kind of sums up everything, that album. And after that, everything went into the third wave, which I suppose was retained possibly in these other bands. I lose track of it being an old person but um there was some great stuff and there still is some some really good stuff mysticum was my favorite band from the second wave because they used a drum machine and they were different and i like that because they were different and i think they are my favorite band mysticum you know for sure from that from that, from that era welcome to the night you think you know night demon then the night demon heavy metal podcast is for you step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop, the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon Crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, Wrestling Steve of the Wrestling Steve Show here. Uh, so if you're currently listening to the Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. The, my show is called The Wrestling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. Be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is The Wrestling Steve Show. And I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like like Confucius said, uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok. Pro wrestling. Hey, it's Mark Maxwell at Maxwell's House of Music. Listen, all this stuff is now available to purchase on our website. Check it out at maxwellshouseofmusic.com. We carry all the top brands, like Fender. We got Gibson. We also have basses. We've got ukuleles. We've got drums. We've got sound gear. We've got keyboards. It's going to get weird as the name of the podcast. We're on season two. So you have a whole season to get weird with Frank Green and Scott Clark. The best part is there's always laughter. We have national touring comedians, NFL stars, rock stars, your local friends. It always gets weird. Weird answers. Have y'all ever snorted coke off of a 78 Pinto? No? You ain't no 
man. Weird questions. Who had a bigger cocaine habit, Jock Sutherland or Kaywood Ledford? Neither one, because they stopped beating their wives. <laughs> and weird, we never even thought of. Well, no, my friend is on acid, and I sent my friend to go find a payphone so that I can call and turn myself in for murdering this guy and ruin my life. We love all types of people, but we don't love all people. <laughs> weird. It's going to get weird is the name of the podcast, available everywhere, and thank you to Big X Sports Radio for being a proud sponsor of It's Gonna Get Weird. Frank Green, Scott Clark. Yeah. So I'm gonna switch gears here. This is part of the Metal Forge that I like to ask general profile questions also. Yeah. Okay. And these are all about you all as people. Deep down, you know, we're all just out here. We're all just people. We're all living in the world. Mm. What advice would you give your younger self? That's a very good one. God, I don't know. I suppose stick to the road. It's like American Werewolf in London, you know? And stick to the road. That will be the same thing. Stick to the same thing that you want to do. Don't veer off it. Because the minute you veer off it, you kind of, you are lost. Yeah. But I think just stick to what you want to do. Like it's that one path you're following. Yeah. So, and I kind of didn't do that. I kind of went off in all different directions. So that would be the advice I would give. Definitely. What about you, Natalia? Uh, I will say follow your dreams and don't be scared because uh, I always dream about uh, black metal music, but I was scared uh, about what uh, people will do or will say about it because Poland is a very, very Catholic place and I just, uh, I didn't want to be weird, creep girl who like to uh, sounds like a devil's child or something like that. <laughs> but now, now I don't give a fuck. I don't care about people and I feel very good. Definitely. For the listeners out there, recommend one album or artist. It's really difficult. I have to say Ben and Welcome to Hell. If, if no one's ever heard that album. Go listen to it now. <laughs> please. Yeah, Pause please this podcast and yeah. go listen now. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody who listens to, to Metal Forge must have heard Venom Welcome to Hell, but if they haven't, yeah, I think they'd, they'd really like that. And that's where the roots of, of it all, that's where it all started, you know, in 1981. Yes, so, very yeah. much. For me, it will be Cat uh, 666. It was first, uh, first heavy album in uh, Polish history of... Uh, of music for Satan, you know? <laughs> nice. What was the first album or music you purchased with your own money? With my own money, probably would have been the, would have been possibly the Star Wars soundtrack in 1978, maybe. But saying that, I was eight years old, so I probably didn't have my own money that as much. But probably the, the first Kim Wilde album in 1981 was probably the first album I bought with my own money. And it's still one of the greatest records yeah and that, that was my one so it's a very unmetal record <laughs> you know hey people like what they like yeah of course it's a classic record and yes the star wars soundtrack kicks ass too that's oh, amazing john williams is genius always genius definitely it was uh when I was young, <laughs> because now I am so old, <laughs> it was System of a Down. Nice. Uh, not a big pan- fan personally, but I get it. I, I'm, I'm... I don't like this kind of music right now, but it was first album that, that I buy. The second one, it was uh, Decapitated and then Burzum Tape. Definitely. What food can you not stand? 
It's a difficult one as well. Uh, coriander. See, it reminds me of washing up liquid. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. that, that's gross. <laughs> but it's all right. I can take it in Indian food. It's, just, it's fine in Indian food, but not in a sandwich. Right. It just tastes like washing up liquid. Crayfish and avocado. It sounds like crayfish and uh, coriander would be like crayfish and washing up liquid. Yeah. That's, I never thought of that. Oh, now I'll never use it again. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just me. I don't know. <laughs> what about you, Natalia? <laughs> That's the questions. I don't know what to say. Maybe <laughs> Brussels prawns, something like that. You mean the, the green balls? Yeah. Ugh. They are, they are disgusting. <laughs> Also, I don't like uh, beers. I know that's hard, but uh, I don't like beers. It smells like homeless. I prefer vodka because I'm from Poland. I prefer vodka too. <laughs> what is the worst album by your favorite band? Well, favorite band is Motorhead, and they've never made a bad album, so I would have to go with Celtic Frost and Cold Lake. I mean, I'd have to. I can't. Not really. It was an awful album. Tried to get into it many times. Never worked. You know. The last album from Arch Enemy. It was a very big disappointment for me. You know the the whole music and the that weak screams. Uh, I just I don't get that. I prefer uh, the the f the first singer that. Uh, that was in uh, that band. Uh, she's called uh, Anissa Goslow or something like that, and uh, she was pretty amazing. But now uh, it's so fucking bad. I just I can't. Some sometimes people should, uh, you know, stand uh, between mirror and uh, some people and say it in the loud. Okay, I fuck up. I don't get it. Uh, my my music sucks. So bye bye. <laughs> Definitely, I th I think that you know, being an artist, you you always have your vision, but I think that there still has to be some dependability out there for the fans. Like if you completely change a style, you know, and completely alienate your fan base. You, maybe you need to turn around and, and, and look at it and say, should I have done that? And most people say that about Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> what metal band does everyone like, but you don't like? Oh, that's difficult. It's a very, very difficult one. I mean, what band, what metal band does everybody like? Though? That's the thing. See, I really, I love Mastodon. I've always loved Mastodon. Not all of their albums, but uh, most of their albums, even the new one, I really like. Um, and they seem to be quite a down thing for people in, in metal, you know, which is a bit sad because I think they're a great band. But oh, I don't know. It'd be really difficult to answer, especially as I don't listen to any much up-to-date music, you know. So I'm not really not really sure, yeah, at all on that one. I don't really know what most, that everybody likes one band. Because I like, all, I love Iron Maiden, I love Judas Priest, Saxon, and Motorhead. So, you know, there's always going to be people that don't like them bands. You Definitely. Know? So, you know, I don't think there's one band that every single, that everybody likes at all. So, it's, yeah, I couldn't really answer that, to tell the truth. Right on. Sorry. No, no, absolutely. <laughs> Natalia, do you have an answer for that? Uh, you wouldn't believe, but it's Metallica for me. That was favorite band uh, 
my mom and she always played that one songs once again 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 and again and again and again and again and i was like oh my god i hate that and i stay with uh, this process i hate that <laughs> absolutely i could i could get behind that they they do get played on repeat for a lot of you know, even on radio, they get they get played on repeat at least at once an hour every single day. Exactly. What is something you've always wanted to do, but you're not coordinated enough to do? Probably um, ride a motorcycle, you know. I've always wanted to do that, but never felt coordinated enough to do that. Definitely. Natalia? To be honest, I don't know. I think I do what I want. Maybe sometimes I wish I could kill everyone in government <laughs> maybe not now maybe later <laughs> definitely well, I hope you spare me because we're doing the bones together so we are <laughs> denim or leather denim Natalia Burtzum <laughs> where did that come from what the fuck <laughs> I think it's because he's always wearing leather <laughs> oh, is he really? Oh, I, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh, my God. That's De- a really great answer. Definitely. Do you guys have any shout-outs you want to give to anybody? No. We just, uh, we're just we're too hateful for that, Mark. Definitely. <laughs> you know? Definitely. You know? do, well, do you have any fuck yous you want to give to anybody? No, I'm kidding. Any fuck yous? Yeah. Uh, no, not really, because anybody who hates Sisters Memon, I'd be like giving them the thumbs up to. Anybody who like, loves Sisters Memon. I'll be giving them the thumbs up too, so it doesn't really matter, you know. As always, links will be listed below, so please give give them a like, a share, and a follow. Go on Bandcamp, purchase the album. Soon, I'm sure the physical copies will be listed on there as well. Last question of the day here. What, okay. what album changed your life? What album changed my life? Oh, God, Merciful Fate, Melissa, changed my life. That just recently had a, a, a birthday. Yeah, yeah, I posted it up on my Facebook page 38 years ago. Yeah. That album came out. And, um, yeah, many albums changed my life, but that album, because it's got a, a unique atmosphere that no other metal band has and has got since. Nobody. Uh, not even Merciful Fate, even with Don't Break the Oath, which is a great album, but they didn't get the same atmosphere back. And Melissa's got such a dis- different atmosphere to it. It's unbelievable, you know. It's such a special record for me, you know. Absolutely. It's a work of art. Work of art. I mean, right down to the cover, even. It's such a great, yeah. such yeah. a great well, album. It is. It's just, you know, the Kings. I mean, Kings, he's a genius, you know, but his performance, it's just so good. I mean, it's, it's very inspirational for me. I mean, other than that, I'd say Iron Maiden Killers uh, and Black Sabbath Volume 4. They're the other two albums which completely changed my life. Completely. The first one of those was Iron Maiden Killers. That really changed things. It's, it's just one of those records, you know? Definitely. I think Merciful Fate, Black Sabbath, I heard last, funnily enough, volume four, and that changed my life. Because those f- three records have got a specific atmosphere to them that's really, really uh, individual and clever. And I am made, for me, I love Bruce Dickinson, but they never beat Killers. Killers has just got this strange atmosphere to it. The solos are just unbelievable. And Portiano's great, you know, no matter what people say. He's very underrated, you know. He was a great vocalist. For sure. First, or no, only records, you know? Oh, absolutely. And I am a huge Volume 4 fan as well. 
yeah, Black Sabbath never. I'm, I will say they were better than it because I love all the Aussie Black Sabbath records, even Technical Ecstasy. I like that as well. But Volume Four is such a clever record. Again, Cornucopia, Tomorrow's Dream, Supernaut, Wheels of Confusion. It's just it's, it's a work, it's a work of art. Absolutely, to be to be uh, recorded on mount, mountains of cocaine. <laughs> well, that's it. it. Was yeah. I mean, I think. It sounds like a demo, funnily enough, the whole album, the production, compared to their other records. I've always thought that it's got a different sound than Master of Reality. It's got a different sound than all, all the other records. And that's what I like about it. I like it because it's got this underground sound to it. But I like the beauty. It's got such a beautiful sound to it, that record. And, um, yeah, it's it's such a hard record to beat. They come close on a lot of their albums, Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath, uh, Sabotage and Master Rally, but they just never really got near to the Volume 4 sound and the same as Maiden. Maiden, I just can't stress how much that album is fucking a work of art. <laughs> I say it a lot, but it's just genius. Absolutely. You know? it's, Merciful Fate's the same. It's got, it's just got something about it. You know, it's a big influence on Sissers Memon, especially the guitar solos on, in, on Killers and on Melissa. A very big inspiration. Definitely. Definitely. Natalia, what about you? Maybe mutilation. Maybe you know that uh, French group. It's uh, more like uh, rough black metal with uh, some DSBM vibe. So I like that uh, depressing vibe and hard screaming. That's I think that's changed my way to to singing and uh, modulation uh, voice like uh, shining the the Swedish DSBM group. Then I just try to put them together and then I have some weird shit. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, I'm not familiar with it, so I'm going to have to check it out just to... That's one of the things I like about doing this show is the recommendations from so many different artists that I can I can get the chance to check it out. But thank you, Martin, Natalia, for coming into the Metal Forge this week. I appreciate it. No worries. And, Thanks you know, much, much love from the United States for you all. And hopefully we'll get some more music soon. Actually, yeah. I think we're going to play a new song today. Okay. What are we gonna? Pl what do you want me to play, Martin? For me personally, um, I think the Tear Off the Wings of Destiny I really like because that really that's one of our new tracks, and it's a track that um, you know it's it's just different than the debut album, uh, and it has a yeah, it's a really special uh, track. So Tear Off the Wings of Destiny. So uh -huh. as Martin said here, this is Tear Off the Wings of Destiny. Yes.
Hey, thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of the Metal Forge. I want to take a minute to remind you guys about the Patreon page. Over on the Patreon page, we have the tiers set up to support the production of the show. We feature the Down and Dirty, which is just a buck. There's nothing special for that one. It just sends me a thank you because every dollar helps. Then there's the Double Down and Dirty. Much akin to the Down and Dirty tier, everything helps produce the show in the end. You make your presence known, and I appreciate that more than you realize. Thank you for being a dedicated friend and supporter to the Metal Forge. By selecting that tier, you will receive some cool Metal Forge stickers in your mailbox. Now... We're really going to start pounding the metal madness with the Apprentice Metalhead for just $5 a month. By becoming an Apprentice Metalhead, you'll be given early access to the shows, published 24 hours before everyone else gets it. You're also going to receive three entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You're also going to receive a 10% discount on all Metal Forge merch, and you're going to receive a sweet Metal Forge patch for your battle jacket or backpack. And now, here is the big one. This is the Master Metalhead for just $10 a month. By becoming a Master Metalhead, you will receive a hand-numbered Metal Forge Master Metalhead membership card. You're going to be given early access to the shows as well, with 36 hours before everyone else. You're going to receive five entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You'll be able to submit audio questions that I will use on the show of you asking questions to the upcoming guests. Remember, timing is everything, and you will need to keep up with the upcoming guest list on the website. You're also going to receive advanced knowledge of any new merch coming out and be given a 25% discount on all Metal Forge merch. And you're also going to get all of the other rewards from the other tiers. So visit patreon.com slash Metal Forge Radio today and help support the Metal Forge. Rock on. <laughs>